0: It's time for you to add value. Our guest today, Dominic Damaskey, is an inspirational author, storyteller, and founder of the inspiration sharing and publishing platform, Motivation Champs. Dominic is the author of the inspirational books, The Journey of a Grunt, How to Write a Book in 2020, and creator and co-author of the hit book, Go Ask Your Dad. His greatest accomplishments are his two children, and he aspires to be the best husband and father he can be. Mr. Damaskey, is not a gold medalist or a business Titan and he'll be the first to admit he's just a guy who has failed been benched suffered setbacks lawsuits punches to the face and got up and brushed himself off Dominic has no ill will of the past but looks back and finds humor and strength as the old saying goes that which does not kill us makes us stronger Dominic Damaski talks about the power of storytelling and how helping authors tell their stories in books is his passion he only publishes in the self-help motivational space because he wants to help his authors spread inspiration and positivity into the world. Well, Dominic, thank you so much for joining me today and, and jumping on the show. I'm just looking forward to a, a great conversation, um, even though you know we're talking about football playoffs and, uh, and and neither of our teams are in there, so it's a lot easier now. So,
1: And we're much more productive now, not uh, spending all day cheering and biting our fingernails.
0: Absolutely. So, Dominic, just tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. What led you to starting your company and 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 you know, what experience did you have prior to that?, that's a, geez, that's, a,
1: that's an interesting one and a good question. And I go way back. my I grew up in a family business. My dad's a landscaper, so I think I was probably born to be an Anson number one, which is an honorable journey, but I think I was meant to be a landscaper, except, except I don't like the cold weather. And, uh, me and my dad were like oil and water when it came to us, uh, agreeing on anything. But I, I worked for him as a kid, pulling weeds and picking up cigarette butts and cutting grass and things. And I had this idea. I wanted to be an entrepreneur too. And early on it was, for me, it was a restaurant. I wanted to open a restaurant. That was my dream. I worked at all these different restaurants, tried to learn the business, opened one up myself, and lost half a million dollars in three years. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I did a good job.
0: So I, I guess we can blame your sister because I saw I saw your Facebook post, your sister introducing you to entrepreneurship with the the Damascus lemonade stand.
1: That that's correct. We can blame her, but I truthfully. I probably was underfinanced, didn't know enough about the business, got in too soon. And that was my the, my first foray. Those were my first two attempts at entrepreneurship or understanding. So after I fell in the restaurant business, I I had always been a student of Del Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Norma Vincent Peale, Tony Robbins. And I was reading those guys to help get me through those hard times and help, uh, maybe come back as well. And then I started thinking I had something unique to say. So my first job was in selling yellow page ads. And they were big on writing your goals. And early on, I wrote first book. And well, then the sentences became chapters, chapters became pages. And before long, I had my first book and that was, so I'm a publisher today. I'm a publisher. I help people tell their stories. And for me, it was about a 15 year journey through the corporate world after, was I ready? Was I ready to take on that challenge till finally I was called and it was time to go for it. Nice. So, so how did you end up publishing that first book? Well, the, and this is why I don't think I ever intended to be a publisher of books. When I found my first publisher, I just had something to say. So I, my story was about getting beat up or going broke or getting cut from the basketball team, pulling weeds. That's who I was. That was all I knew. So I started to seek out publishers and learned the business a little bit by seeking out publishers, and I found one. They published my first book, and I made every mistake there was. I sold all my rights, put out an inferior product, um, probably any other, paid too much, made too little. Every mistake you could make, I made. But the message of the book was strong enough that it had me out speaking, And getting into getting onto this new circuit. And when I was out there speaking and meeting people, they would start to say, hey, can you help me write a book? Can you help me tell my story? And then very quickly, I started to learn that, wait, Robert has a story. This person has a story. Maybe this is bigger than me. Maybe I should be helping them share the story. And if I really believe in inspiration and these messages, you know, of hope and persistence and never giving up maybe what I should do is quit thinking the world's all about me and help all these other people share their inspiring stories too. So it, it came together like all that at one time. Let's, well, uh,
0: let's take the lesson from Zig Ziglar, right? <laughs> help enough people get what they want and, and you'll end up getting what you want. And, so- and I
1: am a big Zig 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 Ziglar guy. And he was one of the first books, with the Dell Carnegie's, the Og Zig Ziglar, John C. Maxwell, Jeffrey Gittimer, all those guys are ones I still study to this day. I live in a world where I surround myself with puppies and rainbows, like, meaning <laughs> I don't believe in, I want to surround myself with people like Robert, people that, that are inspiring, that are smiling, that are out there ma- trying to make a difference rather than people that are negative or think that, we can't make a difference. So the more I the more I surround myself with people like you, the more that I'm able to see. Holy cow, there is a lot of good in this world.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about mentors. Obviously, some of those first mentors were authors of of books, right? Your personal development journey, starting with with those classics. Um, how how else have mentors helped you? And then how would you recommend somebody finding the mentor that they need?
1: Interesting. Mentors are help, have helped me because what I've learned is let's say when I was in a restaurant business and I went out on my own and I think, well, I'll just work 18 hours a day. Well, then when 18 hours didn't work, I'll get a paper route too. I used to deliver 200, 250 papers on a given day and then more on Sundays. So I'm basically working. I thought in my mind that when things were going bad, you could just work harder. and. Mm. and I always encourage harder, 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 but the mentors sometimes on this journey I've taken through publishing, sometimes the mentors have helped me. You don't have to bang your head against the wall when somebody else already has. And you can ask why and ask these experts or people that have done it. Hey, if four people tell you do not do it that way. You could still try to do it that way, but maybe there's a smarter way and and that's how I think the mentors have helped me now that put me on this path and so I try to figure out oh, who's the who's the person doing what I want to do mm-hmm. let me spend as much time with them as I can
0: well that's so good right like mm-hmm. obviously our mentality or our upbringing typically tells us just work harder right and so when you start your entrepreneur journey you're on your own you, you you're you doing it and you think or oh, just a little bit short so just just work harder just just dig in a little deeper and and if you need a little extra cash you take on a paper route and dig a little deeper and you're burning the <clears throat> burning the candle at three ends <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh i like you know recognizing who's gone where i'm trying to go and can I can I ask them, hey, I'm a little bit behind you on the trail, but you're right where I want to be. Can you exactly can you help me along? Yeah, absolutely. And, and at least they're going to they're going to share their mistakes. Right. <laughs> and you're right. When you're you know, when they're telling you, well, I wouldn't
1: do that, then you probably should should listen. Um, I, I will tell you so. One of the things we do when we're helping people share their story, sometimes a story is best told through a video, sometimes it's through a book, it could even be a screenplay or something like that. So, in the past couple of years, some of our authors have stories that may be best told as a screenplay. Mm. So, we started writing screenplays, building screenplays, and I started, well, so how can I help somebody if I haven't been in this world? So, then I went and started being an extra then I was a driver then I was and then I had a role then so you start to I'm only there to learn I'm learning where the cameras are they're letting me so I live in Pennsylvania and right now the tax credits for the movie business make it like the wild west there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of productions going on so for me I can start at the bottom and learn But I'm looking at it from a different perspective, from the storytelling, from how could I help a writer tell their story in that way. But it is starting at the bottom, watching. I'm sitting there. I'd probably do it for free to learn. And I'm sitting there watching. Oh, they bring that camera from an angle. Oh, they they lay down tracks to do it across here. They take the same frame. They take the same shot. Nine different ways, from this angle, this angle, this angle, so all learning, helping me tell a story which maybe will help my authors share a better story.
0: well, what a great what a great way to to express your desire for continued learning, right? This is another next step, a potential um, division for my company and and I can learn it from the ground up, a, because my company's paying my you know paying my bills, and I don't need I don't need to make. I don't need to make a fortune so i can be at the bottom right i can be the guy that has to go get the coffee or drive the car or you know,
1: right floor right what it you want me to do this okay you then some days you get replaced with a lamp you want me to do this or that i'm i'm fine it, it is all alert and then because i have another business if i can't do it i can't do it i have other things going on so absolutely
0: but that, that's pretty cool though what a what a way to place yourself into another world. Um, but thinking about it, not as the sake of, oh, I got to be here to get a job. No, man, I'm here to just take it all in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on behind all of this. Um, you know, what is the storytelling aspect of, of this whole process? Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. So you, you, you started out with personal development. You started out with, obviously, those mentors in your life and obviously your own experience. And now this commitment to, commitment to learning. Um, How important has developing your character been in in this process?
1: Developing my own character in this process, I think I consider myself as a man who is never off mission.
0: Mm.
1: And if I and I would go, I'll break it down like this is I have a, a goal to share inspiration, positivity and smiles. So whether I'm making slime with my daughter, whether I'm helping an author share their inspirational story, whether I'm doing a video with a gentleman who gave two legs in Afghanistan for our country, it is inspiration. And so if I'm out there sharing it, consuming it, learning from it, I'm getting better. I'm getting better as a person because maybe I could use that in my own relationship. Maybe I could read that and use that in my own habit forming Or maybe I could use it in my business or just in the way I communicate on a daily basis. So that, that belief of this is what I'm going to try to share. And I want to help others share it as well. And I live by that. And whether seriously, if I'm out running a Tough mother, or I, I say making slime, because it's, it's the same, it's sharing inspiration. It's just people consume. Hmm. their inspiration differently it's like medicine everybody takes it differently my dad goes for a walk in the woods and touches the trees he's an arborist some people go fishing whatever your whatever you you choose for fulfillment go for it but and now what i try to show people is that's good whatever it is that you're looking for chase it chase it with all, all you've got and that's inspiration Love it. So let's talk a little bit about your mission and having a purpose. How
0: how is being aligned to to your purpose helped your business grow? Oh,
1: exponentially. Because one, people might think I'm nuts when, well, I'm I only do inspiration, self help, coaching, positivity. Well, but I would argue back that everything is inspiration, right? Like that we just spoke about uh, that core of. This changed my life. This story, how I beat breast cancer, this story of how I, this children's book where I talk about bullying and this, the positivity tribe that you're, that I'm wearing right in front of me. This is a a fable about one, one, one student was getting divorced. Her parents were getting divorced. One was getting bullied and one was cut from the team. Hmm. Now they started giving each other notes a note with a message of positivity. Then they shared. So the three, hey, you're good enough, you're strong enough, I believe in you. Now it took caught fire, and they started sharing notes around the school. Other people started sharing notes. And then to the community, to the at the fire hall, that's the message of fable of this book. In reality, the authors, Christopher Wirth and Fred Quarterbaum and Chris Wilberdeem, they've shared. 20,000 notes like the, like from the fable across the globe. Mm. And so people actually living what they're talking about is the passion, right? I just, I want to be a part of it. And so that's what I try to do. And that's what I try to represent. Well, absolutely. Well, and I appreciate that, right? Because choosing a
0: niche is, is important for any business and, and knowing your niche and of course, keeping it aligned with your purpose Only serves you as as an entrepreneur because it it keeps your message on point it keeps you focused on what you value the most it helps you say no to clients that are clearly not the right fit right Mm -hmm. and that's important right although for young entrepreneurs you feel like I need anybody with money you know but that's not that's not good for you it's not good for your business you know really knowing who you serve and knowing how you serve them is super valuable for your messaging And for your confidence building right Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. tons of confidence in your wheelhouse right yeah so i
1: I find myself saying no more and more and more Mm and feeling confident saying no here's why i could sell like uh, one thing i'll say at motivation champs we share inspiration across social media to thousands and thousands of people every day, people come on, share posts. They share that their kids got an A. They share a sunset. They share something inspiring. They see tomorrow I could sell Ray-Bans or some sunglasses or something and make a lot of money just off the people. We never, ever sacrifice the purity of the message, ever. Mm-hmm. So we will never I we'll give it all away before we would ever try to make a dollar – so even when we're in a, a negotiation with the client, I would rather help you do it. I would rather walk away than sacrifice the purity of that message. And the the, the more conviction I have towards that, the more it seems that other people's belief in it um, follows suit.
0: Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about building that audience, right? As you As you start to build your business, what's... What's been helpful in, in in building that audience and creating that trust?
1: Uh, this is a subject I'm I'm so passionate about, and I love to go down it. And I'll, I'll start brief, and we can dig in. <laughs> number number one, consistency. Number two, community. And then I think a third is knowing that the world's not all about you. So we have this whole world of social media and everybody wants to post this you know this perfect picture of whatever it is okay that's fine but the people you are connected to just posted something they believed was impactful and powerful and something they wanted you to see so i think part of community building and relationship is looking at what the other people are sharing and being social it's not a one-way street get out there and actually use it for what it was intended and actually connect with people sincerely have a conversation a cup of coffee and who knows you might really realize i like this person and they might they might refer 10 people to you rather than you trying to sell them this quick sell so so what you're saying is when they connect you're not supposed to private
0: message them and say, Hey, I've got this thing that'll save your life and make your business better for just 29 99 right now.
1: I know exactly what you need right now. I'm going to tell you all the things that you're doing wrong and you buy this from me right now. And you're even
0: though we've never had a conversation and we've never met and all you've done is connect with me on whatever social platform. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, those, those fall right into the category of uh, extended car warranty calls. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: now, some people are playing a numbers game and sales is somewhat about numbers, but I think you could, like our friend, Harry Spate, you could mm-hmm. sell with dignity rather than just trying to use and abuse people.
0: I absolutely agree. Um, it It's just so challenging, right? The, The the numbers game versus the consistent content, right? And that's where the numbers game really plays in your favor. Put consistent content out there and attract people, you know, attraction marketing. Let people get to know you, get to know your message, get to feel and trust you like your tribe that you've created. And like you said, oh, we got this big old tribe. Let's sell them some (laughs) Ray-Bans and you blow it up. Right. Yeah. You would you would destroy it in one yeah. in one little dopey marketing attempt because because you went off message and you're, you weren't consistent. But now if you offered that tribe and said, you know what, we've been sharing some great stories in here. We've got a great opportunity for you to share your story and get a book published and you're just putting it out there. But it's it's on it's on message. Right. It's consistent with everything else that you've put out there. And you're just making the offer available, whereas you're not, you know, you're not jamming it down their throat. And I think that's consistency is really where your numbers game needs to be.
1: And my, my belief in that is, so let's say me, if you follow Motivation Champs or see, we, are, we put out content 24-7, 365 days a year, and it's inspirational content. If you see, and you might see me with my kids, you might see me running a race, you might see me with the other authors.
0: Pouting at a Pittsburgh Steeler game. Uh, We cheer. (laughs) But
1: but the goal is to hopefully we've given you enough value, enough tips, enough, enough smiles, enough days where we lifted your spirits where someday, maybe if a friend's writing a book, you might say, hey, check those people out. Or maybe if you were writing a book, you'd say, hey, I just saw that guy the other day and he said something about never giving up or you not worrying about or don't be afraid of the red ink on your paper authors <laughs> i'm gonna go off script here. authors if you get if you have an editor and they give you some red ink criticism they scratch out some lines that's okay that's a good thing they are making your book stronger don't be intimidated by it don't be afraid of it <laughs> accept that constructive criticism it's making you stronger so maybe they see a message like that and when they're going through their own process they say wait a minute i remember that guy he's the one that told me and then maybe they um move towards me yeah it's, it's that's challenging for
0: an author right and, and i don't you know the people that you've put it out there to edit it and make it better. and then that first time they come back with corrections, you're like, "Wait, it was perfect. Why did you fix it?
1: <laughs> and there there may be and you may there may be the person listening right now that that wrote the perfect book that needs no commas, needs no no words are misspelled, needs no development. That is conceivable. But I have this belief that why wouldn't I sit down with Robert and say, Robert, what do you think about this? So you've been so highly successful. You kicked by your book's great. I saw the cover of your book. That looks pretty good. I'm going to vote on, uh, which one did I vote on anyway? <laughs> but why wouldn't you sit down with somebody and say, give me your feedback? That does not mean you have to take it. Your book is your baby. So use, make the decision that you want to make, but just be conscious, conscious of what they're saying and then make a decision. Hmm maybe I should have maybe I shouldn't have said that maybe I didn't want to say that about that person maybe I should have changed that person's name <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things like that that just a little more thought might make a better finished product and help you get where you want to go
0: well it's it's challenging I we my wife and I recently interviewed uh, John David Mann and his his wife Anna and and they're releasing their new book and talked about how Ana is the first editor for all of his, all of his books. And, and that's challenging for a spouse, but recognizing it. And, and my wife was the first editor for my book and, and, and recognizing if your wife says this doesn't make sense, it's because it doesn't make sense. It's not because she's trying to hurt your feelings. Right. <laughs> it's, the same thing it
1: is, it, it's hard, but it's part of, it's part of the growth and knowing. So now after having done it for 15 years or however long i've been doing it i seriously love to see it please give me more because i'd rather see it on the front end than the back end of
0: course (laughs) once it's printed it's too late then you gotta then it gets more expensive to fix
1: and and seriously sometimes i was speaking with an editor this morning and sometimes the bigger cost some people want to save costs or do it themselves or this or that that's fine and maybe you're great at it sometimes the biggest cost is doing it yourself because let's say you're running a successful business and you're thinking that the book is going to be a business card for your business. Well, then you put out an inferior product that you don't necessarily, That does that inferior product represent you or how does it, how do people see it? So it's, I, I caution, I tell people to be cautious and make sure they put a lot of um, due diligence into it.
0: Yeah. I have a, a friend at that- Paid a professor to edit his book, and the professor left forty-eight grammatical errors, like you know, basic grammar errors, and and the friend had already ordered two thousand copies. <laughs> so has two thousand copies with these glaring errors that he can't. So. Um, He gives them away his gifts and when you give them away his gifts you get the credit for the gift and nobody ever reads it anyway because it was given to him so Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but i you know as an author imagining wait thousands of copies with terrible errors no 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 so yeah get it edited be okay with the edits
1: (laughs) each each level of proofing saves you from each level of proof, I'm repeating this because it's so important. If anybody's in the, that book, each level of proofing saves you that pain on the back end. Yeah, oh, you want I want to get it done. Let's rush this out. What's this date? I need this date because of this. Each level of proofing, each level of editing is going to save you almost that same exponentially that I said I was growing. I would think those front end edits are saving you exponential pain on the back end.
0: And I, and I think that's a place where we we have to find gratitude, right? And and come at it with an attitude that says, I am so grateful that these people are helping me.
1: That's a great catch. Great, Make it
0: a better. Make it better, right? Like my wife's goal in telling me that doesn't make sense isn't saying, hey, you're a dork. It doesn't, you know, you're an idiot. And she's not saying that. She's saying this sentence doesn't make sense. If you make it make sense, then other people are going to understand it And instead of just you know, so it's not, it's never personal, right? Damn. Editors aren't personal. They're not personally attacking you. They're, they're, they're just doing you're their paying job. Them.
1: You're paying them to help you. <laughs> the job you hired them for, you don't want them to do because you, you, the pride or the pain or you're holding that too close.
0: Yeah. I, I I understand that authors really wrestle with this. And so at least it's, at least it's consistent, right? That people wrestle with the fact that, hey, I put these words on paper and, and it's hard for somebody else to to come back and you know have them all scratched out and, and changes and and maybe that that comes from our school experience, right? In the school experience, you look at the grade and you get a lower grade and you just ugh. Versus, we're worried about the final outcome, and so this is just part of the journey that hey, we're just making it better, and so
1: I love I love the point, and I would think if you want to. Challenge the editor, which that's fine. I, I would just ask, say, maybe you should ask why. In some, why did you do this? Was maybe it was a rule? Well, which which um, manual are we following? Oxford English Dictionary Chicago Manual. Maybe that's the reason why. Maybe it was that they didn't really understand baseball, and you wrote about baseball, so the term you used is slang in baseball and accepted, but. They, so it's all right to push back and ask a few questions so that um, you do put out the book that you dreamed of
0: Well and recognizing that typically editors are English students or you know have an English, they have an English degree or a writing degree or or great deals of experience in in, in writing and editors a different level than, than author and so <laughs> we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching. Want to learn the mindset secrets of successful entrepreneurs that have been shared on our podcast? Well, you can get them for free at addvaluemindset.com. A-D-D value, A-D-D value Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. But let's get back to, to gratitude. How has gratitude been a part of your character and your growth journey
1: I work on it every day. Mm -hmm. This is something that I receive it. I understand. uh, And I am trying to get better at all the things I'm thankful. I do believe I live in this world of I'm grateful for, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've been given. I'm grateful for the parents I had, the mother that protected me, the struggles, the times I was punched in the mouth, the time I'm grateful for, when I was broke and was on a government repayment plan and things like that. And so now even on a given day, I just try to think about stop and pause. And even if it's as simple as driving down the road on a sunny day or driving or taking a breath on a snowy day, I do try to practice more gratitude daily. Mm,
0: So good and so helpful. Um, So let's talk about, your favorite things to be grateful for. Let's talk about your wife. What's your, what's your favorite date with your wife?
1: My favorite date with my wife. Well, we just hit 20 years of blissful marriage. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And and we, I, I'm proud to say after 20 years, that takes you back to past 9-11 and things like that. My wife had become afraid to fly after some things. Mm. And so in the last few years we started traveling a bit more again, and we were able to go to Jamaica for our twentieth anniversary. And so I, I'm gonna say, sometime there was one of my favorite dates, or the whole thing.
0: There you go. Nice. All right. So you got a couple, a couple kids, teenagers now. What what's your favorite thing to do with your, with your family?
1: Well, with a thirteen year old and a now sixteen year old, you can probably see my the gray hair popping out while I, while I talk to you. At
0: least you still have hair.
1: (laughs) We, we spend a lot of time playing basketball and going over pivots and deep detail of basketball. But selfishly, one of the things that I like to do with my children is talk stories with them. And so they'll tell me a story and I'll say, pitch me. And they'll say, well, I have this story about this guy that went through the woods and this happened. I'm like, boring. Tell me more. (laughs) And, and, And so they'll be like, okay, well, then this happened. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I'll pretend like I'm getting notes to steal their idea. But I really love to challenge, well, who's the hero? How would that happen? Is there an antagonist? Okay, tell me more. And so here's two people that really maybe don't completely understand what I do. And now their story development is even when me and my son have a web series called discovering inspiration, where we go out and interview inspiring people. So he's the cameraman. And sometimes he'll pick up on things because the story's told a different way there. He'll pick up on those same things we talk about. Well, you should do this and stop here. He is. He'll stop a professional wrestler and because he needs to tell me something that w- will help tell the story better. So those are a few of the things I enjoy dealing with.
0: Nice. I, I love that. Having conversations with your kids and, and, and challenging them to go deeper, challenging them to defend their idea.
1: That's it. That's it. Even,
0: even pitching their idea is, is, is such a great concept, right? Because having the ability to defend what you're thinking, having the ability to explain what you're thinking is so underrated, I think, and so, so helping your kids, and then of course the love of story. All of us love story. I mean, I mean, obviously Netflix and Amazon have both figured that out and figured out how to pump out stories that people are are gravitating to and binge watching, and 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 of course, pe- some people claim that the book is the book is dead. Uh, people like you and I believe that that the book is alive and well and 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 will survive long past, (laughs) whatever replaces video. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but story will absolutely survive because story is what counts. And story is what speakers share on stages. Story is what, you know, movies are are being made about. And so anytime you can empower your children to tell better stories, that's going to leave a a legacy for them. And so way to go, dad. Hey, hey, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just love it. Right. And so it's 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 just passing it on, but not forcing your kids to to do what you do, right? But planting some pretty
1: powerful seeds. And my son, like, recently he was telling me about, like, English class. And they were talking about the protagonist, antagonist, the hero's journey. And then so I'm like, okay, well, what story is that from? And he'd tell me about well, Star Wars. And this, Luke was this, this was this. And then we'd say, what other movie? And he'd say, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, Johnny, Antagonist, Mentor, you have Mr. Miyagi, and he's able to identify something that mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. You know, so yeah, I am proud and hopefully continue to chase whatever their passions are. That's my thing. I Whatever their passion is, if we go off a <laughs> fatherhood tangent now. That's my okay. Goal, my goal with my family is that Whatever they, whatever it is, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's the garbage business, running skid loaders, um, being a doctor, being a storyteller. I just want them to be so passionate about it and chase it, and mm-hmm. YouTuber, whatever, whatever it is, just go a hundred percent and go for it. I
0: love that, and uh, obviously, if your kids have a Joseph Campbell outline playing in their head constantly and they're plugging <laughs> plugging characters into it. Good things are coming.
1: Hopefully, hopefully.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite an outline to keep in your head and uh, have as a foundation for storytelling.
1: I didn't learn about Joseph Campbell until I was in my 30s. Wow. So I missed wow. out an awful lot. No, me too. I'm the same <laughs> way. So I go back. I go back at this point because I was not a student of all these when I was younger. So I go back now and read the Gatsbys, read the catcher in the rye read these classics red badge of courage and things like that to learn like i just was watching um what was it gone with the wind the other day i just watched i watched casablanca and then i watched gone with the wind for one they're masterful but also for that storytelling the big twist trying to learn my wife made me watch steel magnolias masterful (laughs) loved it
0: it is a very good movie yeah Yeah, incredible story and and i do love to be able to to understand the framework right and and you you understand the framework of the story and you're like this is why people it connects right if it matches the framework that people expect
1: yes you know for me it's
0: always those moments in a movie well well that was obvious and then you realize you, you you play back. Well, why was it obvious? Right. Because the, the seeds that they planted along the way that didn't seem like anything at the time. And then all, all of a sudden, sudden, boom. And you're like, your brain says, well, duh, that's what I expected. And of course, you have to play back. Why did I expect it? Right. And try to figure out what all the seeds were. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. you you ended up actually wanting that to happen in the arc absolutely Mm
0: -hmm. yep and and if a story is written the way it's supposed to be that's exactly what happens because your brain is absolutely prepared for the ending that that you expect unless we're talking about you know crazy things like game of thrones that just breaks all the rules and just kills everybody then it's just completely different (laughs)
1: I was—I thought you were going to go with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, somebody, somebody, (laughs) but those people that you're talking about—they know the rules, and because they know the rules, they're able to break them and go wherever they want to go. They have earned that. Well, they learned—they
0: learned where they can break it and where they can't, because they've written some that didn't work so well. (laughs) So they experimented in breaking and and, and trying. It's a so lot of well and I, I just love that that framework, right? Recognizing how frameworks serve us and frameworks and stories serve us when things go the, the way that we expect them to go, it it helps our mind along, right? And so I think in business, understanding frameworks and, and being able to build your business on a framework that works is is the same thing as, as story, right? What is your customer story? what is your customer journey um, and it it has to kind of match the hero's journey um, because that's the kind of Ooh, thing that we wow. expect
1: well, that's impressive
0: well done <laughs> I mean i I really do I've got a couple books on the hero's journey and one that says one's a personal right how you how is your life following the hero's journey but then others that are. know what is your customer journey what is what is the the experience that you're creating for your customers um obviously you know we're not all luke skywalker walking through the (laughs) six episodes of well what is it nine now nine episodes um, of chaos uh, that he manages to show up in but (laughs) um just creating a framework that that works is is important for any business, right? What is, what is your customer journey? What is your marketing journey? Um, and the more that you understand that and write it or explain it, I think the more that helps um, serve your customers, right? Marketing is storytelling,
1: mm-hmm. really. Even the process of scaling or duplicating so that you're not lost every time you're streamlining things or help, you can get them to where they wanna go faster because you you are on the rails uh, of the track, not trying to build your own track the whole way. Well, this is a track that's worked. We could still go off here or there, but that's you can go pretty fast down this track. Well, and I think that's
0: the advantage of of hiring an expert, right? Like, like plenty of people approached me and said, well, "I can help you self publish," or "I can help you do this." But the truth of hiring a publisher is. They've got the tracks and they've got the experts, right? An editor here, an artist here, a designer here, a, f- a formatter, right? All of these things that make your each of those stages that make your make your book better. Absolutely. And, and they've done it with you know a hundred different people or a thousand different people, mm-hmm. and and so coming alongside an, an author, your really your goal is, look, we have this process, this journey that will make your book better and it involves an editor it involves a designer it involves each of these pieces and as we bring all these pieces together we we help create something that's going to serve your market better and serve you as an author better
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and and together right we're a team that's going to put out a product that isn't just marketable but like you mentioned earlier is becomes your business card it becomes yeah. you know how the marketplace learns not just about you but about all that you do
1: my my mission as a company, when we get into books, is to provide the author the strongest foundation to get them to where they want to go. So yeah. five years from now, that book is part of their brand, not this one-off that they can't sell anymore because they wrote about um, widgets and then they moved on to talking about fatherhood. Let's figure out what your brand really is, where are you trying to go so that this book stands the test of time ten years from now you can still walk into a place and say like Robert Kawasaki or somebody like that that the book's been around what thirty years or something like that, maybe longer, and he's still proud to walk in and hold it up the message
0: the message is still so valid yeah the
1: message the message stands
0: yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about building your business. We've talked a lot about your family and and as an entrepreneur, what has been the blessing and benefit of building your business around your family?
1: I think, so let's get this straight. Like I'll say I failed a thousand times and (laughs) once after going broke in the restaurant business, I spent 15 years in the corporate world, not, I was in pharmaceuticals and high-end insurance and things like that and but it wasn't me. I wasn't happy. Sure, I did all right and went on trips and things like that, but as far as fulfillment, as far as sharing inspiration, positivity and smiles, I wasn't always doing that every day. Sometimes I don't know that the the drug that we were selling in pharmaceuticals maybe it was too much money, maybe it was this, maybe 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 it was just not good enough. And for 15 years, I did battle as I built a business, build a brand before I was able to walk away of not being really 100% authentic to myself and letting them see dad, because they knew the journey I was on as they got older, letting them see you walk away from it all. And I'm going to do this on my own and see following his passion from no books to helping hundreds of authors or from uh, no phone calls to sitting hours and being on the phone all the time, whatever. They've seen the whole journey. They've seen the growth. And I think that's really for them to see. You want to be a baker? Go bake. You don't have to do what anybody tells you. You could you could jump out and create your own path today. And I think that's the uh, I, that's what I hope and they might. Your question was, "What did they get out of it?" So who knows? They might think the complete opposite. But I'm hoping that's what they get. in 20 years from now, they live their life like that. Well, obviously,
0: I think being in alignment with with your calling, with with whatever's in your heart, right, your passion, whatever lights you up. I mean, I think that's a great message for your kids. Um, I think obviously in the restaurant business, you talked about working 19 hours a day and, and then taking on more hours to to deliver newspapers just to have coins in your pocket, you know, whatever. That That's a level of entrepreneurship that's not necessary to to run a business, right? And I hope that now that you've designed a business that, allows you to be present with your kids, to participate in their events, to mm-hmm. to do the things that a dad, you know, loves to do, right? And obviously, you mentioned, you know, being able to take your daughter to the last Steeler game of the season, probably the last Steeler game in Roethlisberger's career at home, and and how special that was. <laughs> and those are the kinds of things that that an entrepreneur has the opportunity to do, because their business isn't constrained by a nine to five it isn't constrained by somebody else's you know plan or outline or expectation Mm
1: -hmm. so true where we may be able now to we may go and do videos we may go do bike rides we may do all these things that really it's all part of the mission if you're sharing inspiration positivity and smiles the mission the business we call it a business, but it's not all about making money. So, if you do make some money, or if you can pay your bills, that kind of thing, that's great. But why does your why does the passion always have to be the business? Or in some cases, it is. It's it's all in, intertwined. But so us going out and living, trying something new, stepping out of our comfort zone—that's all all part of it. And we try to show sometimes you will see if you call it business i call it i'm just living my life nice yeah. so so
0: for your family and your business how important is play and fun
1: uh, I, probably a hundred percent to to really get out there and realize that tomorrow's not promised and I don't want to live and I don't want them to live a life of regret. So you start to think, and as we, we age and we go through life, we, we struggle with loss and challenges and grief, and we've all had it and to realize why am I putting this off till tomorrow? So why, like, let's say if we all went whitewater rafting it a year ago, we did. I, I have a goal to, uh, rock climb that's one that's why why am I waiting? I wanna I'm gonna go for it. So those things like that I, I believe we should live and I do. This is what I'll tell you this. I go to bed at night and <laughs> really for years and years and years and years when my head hits the pillow, I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't sit and ruminate and have things that I'm thinking about. Um I think I've lived that day to the fullest and i retire till the next morning when i jump out of bed and then pump to attempt whatever i have on the calendar for that day
0: nice that's so good all right so what maybe you can answer this two ways i was going to ask you what the impact of being an author is but what is the impact for creating authors or or empowering authors to have their put their books out there
1: I've I've really started to think that I want people to know that their story can make a difference. You have a story that could help somebody else. If you share what you've been through, there's a thought that people say that your story is someone else's survival guide. Mm. And so I want people, I encourage them to know that the people out there, They're not, they're not alone because you have a story that can help them. And so that's really, that's number one. And then when you tell that story, when you finally pull it out and it might, it's one, it's cathartic to tell that story, but it's also legacy. Once you're able to take this story and share that story about you and your dad or how you started your business or how the challenge that you overcame now for history we talked about a tweet a a tweet might be there but it's a snapshot in time The, the actual book is there forever and that that's legacy so i uh whoever i challenge you to go out there and go for it nice love it so how have
0: routines served you like daily
1: routine weekly routine
0: um obviously for authors i think having a writing routine is it's pretty important to just get it done. Right. And you talk mm-hmm. about encouraging folks to get it done. If you want to write a book, you got to just start writing.
1: Okay. you got
0: to, you got to choose, right. I'm going to write 200 words a day. I'm going to write 2000 words a day and, and just to do it. And so what, what, what routines have served you as as a publisher, as a business owner?
1: Sometimes and I just want to touch on that with the authors writing that, Sometimes there's a wall and before they even write, it's a block, it's a block, it's a block wall. Why? Mm -hmm. Because once you knew what you were passionate about or what you you wanted to write about, I would argue that there wouldn't be a block because you could go back in and add detail about your fishing rod. You could go back in and add detail about the plant that was behind your dad that day when you talked to him about getting married. And the advice he gave you. So I would think once you find what you're truly passionate about. So some people say, I want to write a book. And then they don't know what they want to write about or they don't have a passion. So let's go back a step and find out what is it that you're passionate about, that, Mm. that why. And then maybe you move forward to writing with that. For me, as far as routine, routine has helped me achieve every goal that I have. Whether when I was in pharmaceuticals, at one point I had a disagreement with a boss and I could tell that my time was limited and I knew. I said, well, I'm going to get out of here. But before I get out, I'm going to finish this screenplay I'm working on. So for the next year, I got got up at 5.01 every day and finished the screenplay because I knew when I was ready to walk away, I wanted to have one more thing done. So whether it's fitness, whether it's a goal like writing something like that, setting this timeline, do the consistency, like we talk about, whether it's social media or prospecting, all of that. When you do it over and over and over, one, it becomes easier. You become better at it. And all of a sudden, you've achieved it before you even know it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. All right. Dominic, what what inspires you? Uh,
1: call me naive. <laughs> that's it. No. Call me naive, but I still think we can make a difference. So the idea of that's, somebody... That's I, not naive. That's knowledge. <laughs> okay. So the idea that me smiling, somebody else smiling at somebody else, that picking up a piece of trash when you walk by it, opening the door for somebody volunteering mm. telling your story all those things that you could still make a difference and that's what inspires me and i think finding a thousand ways or more and more ways okay how, how can we do that that's what inspires me
0: mm. so good i i love that right like it's it's the basic stuff <laughs> smiling you know for me obviously add value right I want to add value to people, whether I talk to them or not. And so that add value has to be a smile. It has to be a nice compliment. That has to be, I want to leave each person I encounter better than, than when I found them. And that includes the grocery store clerk. It includes the clerk bagging my groceries. It includes the kids standing at the gas station. And so, so I, I am in the same camp. Absolutely. That I believe we can make a difference. Yeah if we're not willing to make a difference, who is, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So yeah. the more and more people we get in our tribe and the more and more people we pull together to, yeah. to smile a little bit more, to share a little mm-hmm, bit more of hope, uh, mm-hmm.
1: the
0: better the planet will be. So yeah. yeah, I absolutely believe that that's wisdom. So
1: well done. Right. You're, you're going to make me cry. So there
0: you yeah. go. All right. Job. So here's your chance to cry. What, what's your big dream?
1: Hmm. So, so many, and I just keep trying to move forward, but I I think from a, that's, man, good question. Put it up, put it out there. Okay. As I, as I help more and more people tell stories, tell inspirational stories, share motivation. Well, I have authors in the Netherlands, authors in Dubai, authors in California, authors working on screenplays, authors with podcast shows, movies, all kinds of stuff like that. My goal is that someday when people talk about motivation or inspiration, they say you need to talk to motivation champs. You need to talk to them. Talk to Dominic. They can help you get where you want to go. And and we just keep trying to move forward towards that. And so that's the big goal.
0: Man, I, I love that. I want to be the go-to place for motivation mm-hmm. and inspiration.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh, want to help. Them. I want to help them. It's not all about me. I want to help them.
0: Nice. All right, you've had. Uh, coffee with a young entrepreneur sitting across from you and you've got a chance to share Dominic's words of wisdom. What would you share?
1: I would say that you're going to fail a thousand times and they won't want to hear that. Uh, Me, I'm going to fail. Everything, everything is right. And I would say it's okay. Get out there, live your life. Don't take it so serious there's so there's a two right you're failing but i also want them to get out there and and follow their dreams and know that okay even if you did so what you got time you felt like me when i i went broke at 25 so what i'm so so young if i go broke again at 40 some so what I'll, i'll right you can just keep on trying if you decide that that pharmaceuticals isn't for you or this isn't for you restaurant business you have time. Just keep trying. Just keep swinging. Don't give up. That's that's what I want them to know. Absolutely. Well, I think you don't find your passion unless you try, because yeah. you won't know
0: if you're passionate about it until you're trying it. And like, whoa, this wasn't what I expected it to be. So I agree with you. Get out there and try, and keep on trying. And if you fail a thousand times, make sure you get up a thousand and one. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dominic. I appreciate you taking the time today. It was such a great conversation. Really enjoyed having you. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's a d d value mindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Sherry Prindle and I share a love of travel and language learning. So much of language learning and culture is a metaphor for personal growth and development. She is a master coach, certifying coaches, speakers, and trainers, and empowering them to build their businesses. And she has so much wisdom to share.